Hey everybody! Hi. We are back after a week off from my little squeezy being a little sick boy. Sorry, I even tried sucking it up. But just, you you would have heard this the entire show. <laughs> oh yeah, he's either like sniffing, sniffling up snot, or eating soup or fried chicken. Yes, that's that noise could be many things. All at the same time. I yeah. Have to keep you on your toes. It could be all at the same time, yeah. But you were. Uh, be when we released a Rad Years like interactive board game. That the whole basis of it is you listening to sound clips, and then you have to determine if it's me eating soup or sniffling. Fun. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a weird and exciting board game. Yeah, it's like the next Elf Bowling. Oh, yeah, you talked about elf bowling. Speaking of elf bowling, how was your Christmas, Squeezer? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't... Uh, we haven't done a show since, since the Christmas Vacation Watch Along. Since last, last year. Last year, yeah. <laughs> mm, God. Uh, uh, well, how was it? Oh, it was great. It was great, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's different now. It's fun, you know, having the... <clears throat> The, the wee ones around that you appreciate it more, even though it felt like it came really fast and it ended just as quick. And I felt like we took down our Christmas tree on Monday. That's when we took ours down. It's the and official I, day of that. Yeah, I said to Mrs. Squeezer, I'm like, I don't think I even looked at the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it went. It came down as quick as it went up. It was. Uh, it was a quick holiday season this year. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, yeah. Barreled I'm down upon my, us. I put my outside lights up like Thanksgiving weekend. And even then, it felt like I, I got out of my truck uh, last night after getting home. And like we have the, a set of those like three little Christmas presents that light up. Mm-hmm. Like, like go in the front porch. And like just not seeing them, just seeing an empty stoop. Like I was bummed. Hmm. I should have just left the lights up. Should have. The neighbors. How, uh,. How did the girls handle? How did the squeezeettes handle Christmas? Any meltdowns? Any? Oh, any, it was any everything. Brattiness. You know, what, you know everything I love. Yeah. Like the, the, the awkwardness, like epic fails, even when it's your own life. There, there's some kind of you got to take some kind of enjoyment with it. Just when. When plans go to shit, it's when I get a chance to shine. Because that's when that's when Squeezer comes in. Oh, it went to shit. Let's find a way to fix it. Did you that know? happen the uh, day while you're getting your hair cut? No, but my uh, clippers are sitting next to the sink. I was going to do it tonight, but yeah. then uh, trying to get a six-year-old to clean herself was more of a battle. So uh, first thing before I leave the house tomorrow, I'm going to uh, cut my haircut. Ah. Level th- even things out. Um. I didn't even really know if anything was wrong with it, but as soon as it got in my head that you hated it, I couldn't. <laughs> I can't stop running my hair through my yeah. hands and just hands like your hair. it's like I have I have like a ponytail, like five little ponytails growing out of the top of my head. Yeah, you look like an anime character. Ooh, 
but not in you a good what? way. Maybe I'll, oh, not in a good way. <laughs> no, you're adorable and and, uh, that's and handsome. not the rippling muscles and no. Oh, maybe if I just strain really hard for like 25 minutes, like I'm about to shit myself, I'll change color. Hmm. Or I'll just shit myself. <laughs> and change color. What? What? Well, and change color. I'm gonna be red. Um, no, so the big reveal was to the little ones that they are going to get to go to Disney World. We've been planning this for hey. a while. Hi, Ish. Um, everyone is feeling much better, I think. Uh, we missed a fr- one Christmas show. We've been putting this goddamn Game Boy show off. We missed a Christmas show because I had RS- the RSV. I was sick as a dog. Yeah. And then yeah. we missed um, we missed a, uh, a show here. The first show of the year, or because th- this Game Boy show, show is supposed to be after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, or before Thanksgiving. Yes. Or it was after. It did was miss, thankful, then Game Boy, then. Did we miss two weeks? Or did we just change things around? No, we definitely missed a week because you were a sick boy. Yeah. We missed a, the first Christmas show. I think right? that's what I thought. That's we what missed, you just yeah. that yeah. Anyway, now we missed last week, and because of that, it felt like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we haven't done a show. Then again, the last show was the Christmas Vacation show, so that's kind of like you don't really do. There, there's like no prep. Yeah. It feels weird. Like yeah. there's not that extra night of me like going through stuff. So making your short list, getting In my short list, getting your screens up. I'm not going to lie. The Game Boy one was a very short list. It made me realize, we talked about this before, like how few Game Boy games I actually had. Well, I went a different route. I um, I did, I just, I started playing games. So giving me another nice. week helped me. I played even yeah. more games. Ask Enchantress. She woke up in the middle of the night, uh, literally middle of the night. It was like three, four in the morning to me playing Game Boy games in bed. <laughs> And well, that was the thing. That was also part of my plan. I was go- going to go part of that route. Like there were some that I've never played. That I'm like, wow, that game looks ridiculous. I'm gonna play it. But then I honestly was just a sick little monkey, and uh, I couldn't. I was just like going to bed at like eight o'clock at night. Will you also um, have some sort of uh, mental problem? I want the word I want to use. I can't. It's not socially acceptable. Uh, yeah to use it okay. uh, where you refuse to play ROMs you have to tactically take the game and put in yes. your Game Boy and play that way. Now- I will play it for research purposes or um, when I had the urge to play a little Pokemon I got the ROM because I wasn't going to drop $55 on a blue cartridge mm. um, so I, I do have a, a, so a save. I have a, a tiny little credit card size it's a little thick a, a tech of card size box in my pocket that has mm-hmm. every Game Boy game ever made on it. And I just went through the list and picked a few off and played a bunch. And nice. um, I have opinions on it. One of them I did have. Or I rented. Uh, I played it. But generally, these were all games I decided to play as ROMs afterwards. Nice. And I'll tell you what. I wish I put more. I never really. I don't know. You, you played a lot of Nintendo games going to buddies' houses. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't really. That wasn't a thing you did with Game Boy, you know. No, it was kind of yours. It was kind of a solo kinda... activity. Well, yeah. not kind of yours. It was kind of a solo. So you couldn't go to your friend's house and sit there and play your Game Boy while he watched, you know. 
you, yeah. You play Nintendo together. You play your games. And same with Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. But I, I never really had uh, vast collections. I would say like 13, 14 to 20 games is the most I ever had for any system. And 20 is pushing mm-hmm. it. And I might have had 10, 15 games for Game Boy. But I rented a few and I borrowed like um, Metroid 2 from my friend Will. Um, so there's that. But But like, man, there are some... I've been playing games. And then, I, you know, when I worked at KB, that's when I got uh, James Bond because it was like not, it came out in like 97. And that was like the end of Game Boy. And it was like marked down. And I was like, oh, this game looks cool. And I bought it and I played the shit out of it on my Game Boy Pocket and then my Game Boy Color. What I'm saying, Squeezer, is um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not, I didn't play a whole lot of Game Boy games. And I think you're saying yeah. the same thing. And there is a, a, a wide, uh, a lush landscape out there of Game Boy games that are a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about that a little mm-hmm. later. But it's been, uh, yeah, I, I'll talk about my holiday since unless you're uh, not. And you're, oh, oh no! Oh you're, yeah. You're anyway, talk, I, yeah. I was I was so hyping up the the so, meltdown. Like, I had these little notes I print I printed up with like uh, made it look like the princesses signed it and all that shit. Oh, and Jesus then, like saying, "Hey, you're going to Disney," and we had I wrote it enough that a six year old could read it, and she read it, and. Immediately, the three-year-old just starts bawling, and I got video of this, and and a still of it where Mrs. Squeezer just collapses because there's like a year of planning, and she was so excited, she thought it was gonna be this thing, and I'm like, uh, don't, uh, never, you're too worried about whether or not uh, if you uh, could, you never stop to think if you should, and uh, life found a way, and it found a way to cry, and be sad. <laughs> Because in their minds, immediately, they just, they, I don't even think it registered that they were going to Disney World. Now they're very excited. But they thought we were leaving, that all their presents that remained were going to stay. They weren't going to get to play with any new toys. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to get to go see any of their grandparents or anything, that we were just going to get up, pack our bags, and leave, and Christmas was over. Those dumb bastards. I know, right? <laughs> Ugh terrible father to te- make them think that i that was just trying to quote uh oh, yeah a mall rats there because you dumb bastards yes. that's not a scooter it's a sailboat <laughs> i'm sure your kids would have called me a stupid head if i called them a dumb bastard anyway. yeah <laughs> and it just looked at... yeah like we don't we don't we don't say dumb oh you don't say dumb well, they 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 would just yell at you for saying dumb, oh, not okay. bastard, just yeah. dumb, or we don't say stupid. E Rock and his age, he said, time. "Ever since Hi. he willingly took a week off after five years, it's now just, yeah, we're we're taking we're busy boys. Uh, yeah, our lives have changed in those six years now, um, and uh, very busy boys. We went from busy boys to very busy boys." Yeah, you have responsibility now. <clears throat> yeah, he Squeezer procreated and and made two versions of himself in those six years. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and now like they need your attention. Yeah. Uh, I uh. God, they constantly need love. I I mean, where I went in six years, it's that was. I went from running the place to getting paid to run the place. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, but nonetheless, we have different responsibilities. So sometimes we, yeah. and that's, you know, we're not beholden to sponsors. We're not yeah. beholden to, to any dollar. No, we, we just, have, just you guys. That we don't get a single dollar and, from the and show. And your love so, yeah. for us. So the the meltdown that was cool. What else? What uh, did you get anything good for? Oh, and and had we not been sick, there would have been a show. You know, was, yeah. yeah, we tried. I, I honestly feel bad. I try. We pushed it off to the point where I'm like, all right, let's just. And I was ready to go too. Like I had my beer. I was ready to go. And next thing you know, I'm standing there at the island, in my kitchen, and I'm just like staring off into nothing. Well, we and did. I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna work. We did a uh, a game that night too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did a hockey game. Yeah, so I w- I was fr- like, you w- you wouldn't have had uh, entertaining squeezer. I would have I would have just let y'all down. I mean, I did anyway. <laughs> <sighs> oh, anywho, go ahead. How was your Christmas? Um. It was good. Well, Enchantress got COVID. Aw. So I didn't have, I, as soon as she, so we were about to leave for my aunts on Christmas Eve. My sister was over uh, and she's been feeling sick, but just like a head cold. So I was like, well, you might, well, as well, just take another test to be sure. Test positive. Take another test. Test positive. All right. You have COVID. We call my aunts. And before I could even tell my aunt we're not coming over, I already had my sweatpants on. <laughs> oh no, I don't have I, I don't have to leave the house at all. Oh man. Uh, and my sister immediately we call her Grandpa Joe when she's over at our house because she she uh, sets up camp on the chase lounge on my couch and does not move. Um, yep. and, and you can't even come in with a golden ticket and get her to move. So she was fine. She, her, and I both did not get COVID uh, from Enchantress either. So, um, why didn't my screen just go? Oh, there we go. Um, and uh, yeah, I got some uh, good. Enchantress got me a library of books, and they're picture books. So we're okay, everybody. <laughs> you know, like the kind I like, the coffee table ones, like the yeah. history of the Batmobile, and like. Uh, Mar- uh, Marvel's artwork in design. It's like really cool stuff. You know, she got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you get someone who buy, who's a perpetual child who buys whatever he wants out, out of whim for himself? Usually it's booze because I-, I need a never ending supply of it. Yeah. But she's like, uh, everyone else gets you booze. I'm not getting you booze. So she, um, and she got me a few things I wanted. Like this uh, app controlled sprinkler control system. So it's like Ooh. a s- smart system for your sprinkler for your yard. Nice. I like want... it connects, like you still use like a standard hose connection. Yep. You don't have like a fancy like golf course setup. No, 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 no. You just, you know, you put it in, you could use it with your regular sprinkler and it goes in your hose and it, it turns it on or off as uh, uh, your app or for programming. Um, and so I wanted that and, um, I got this little device that it's like a hotkeys thing for like Photoshop and premiere. That was a nice little tool. And she's like, I don't even know what this, these things are, but you sent them to me and I got them for you. So here you go. <laughs> um, and I got her this, this chase lounge that Dougie wanted to steal. Uh, the one that oh, was yeah. at, at the office for a while. And as he was helping me load it into my car, he's like, can we just drive this to my house? 
he's very a big fan. So is she though. Um, so are the cats now. Uh, yeah, it was a nice little. Nice little Christmas. Do the kitties like it? Kitties do like it. The kitties do like it. We had a, uh, and then since she had COVID, her family came over on New Year's Day. Um, to, you know, all watch the Vikings in misery with me. Oh yeah, that was uh, brutal. <laughs> also, man, Enchantress is a Bengals fan, and she was bowling Monday night. And I was looking forward to the Bengals-Bills game because I could root for the Bengals because of her, and I was excited to root for a team that's good. And, man, it started off good, but fuck, man. What devastating shit with that poor that kid. We won't watch. go into it, but, man, yeah. devastating. It, it was uh, At first I didn't, you know, I was sitting there eating my dinner and watching the game, and I was like, oh, injury. What? Why are they taking so long? Why isn't he off the field yet? And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is worse. That's when I started texting you and you got on. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah, I was all excited to go to. I'm like, oh, I got the kids to bed. I only missed one quarter and, oh. You didn't even miss a quarter. Um. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, so I saw on some news. Uh, first of all, tomorrow, I'm really excited we are going to see. Uh, have you seen Avatar yet? By the way, you were supposed to go see it. Nah, yeah, I'll get around to that. I knew it. It's not. It doesn't play at a reasonable time. How is like it? Because it's thirty at night. Forty hours long. How is it making so much money? I don't know anyone who's seen it, but it's made. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna make it. It's gonna do it. It's gonna make two million somehow. It's already made. Fucking like, uh, worldwide. It's the number one movie. It's it's already like bested Top Gun Maverick which had months to get there and Avatar climbed up there but in the states no one's seeing it it still hasn't passed Doctor Strange in the states it will uh, Mm -hmm. and it'll pass Black Panther Wakanda forever as a number two but um, I don't think it'll pass Top Gun Maverick in the states at 718.3 million dollars Jeez, it's a yeah, one point four billion so far, and at this point, yeah, it's in it's in good shape. It'll make it'll get it. I mean, it's not gonna make its money back, but it'll make its money back. It didn't bomb. No, but I, I still don't know a single person who's seen it. It's a good point. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am so excited. Tomorrow night, we are going to see uh, Megan, and I am so fucking excited for this movie. It currently sits. So when I talked to you earlier, I said it was at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It moved up to 98, which means yes. it didn't just get one or two more good reviews. It got like 12 more good reviews. It's up to 45 fresh, one rotten. Like people are loving this movie. And it, what's not to love? The trailers are so fucking cool. It looks so much fun. I cannot wait to see this. Yeah, it looks like a real peach of a time. It doesn't look scary at all. Are you kidding me? No, it looks creepy as shit. Yeah, creepy, but not scary. It looks it's funny. Like PG thirteen. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's a smart move. Yeah. That's a really. That's gonna make a ton of money. It is going. It might set a record for January. Wow, that is so smart. Yeah. There's apparently so. Uh, our friend Mark in L.A. He he just directed his first picture for Asylum. He's been writing yes. for Asylum for years. He uh he said he heard there's an R-rated cut, 
but the studio saw potential in making it PG-13, which is smart. Oh, yeah. It'll make fucking money. There is not a single high school kid. I mean, I mean, they would go to R-rated movies, too, but, like, now it's easy. Like, this, this is going to be, like, this is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. This is their Chucky. This is, I think this will make more money than Chucky. Are you kidding me? Chucky's no, I'm a, just saying, like, for their generation. Yeah, yeah. Chucky is a slasher, and it kind of, I don't know, this is this is more like a uh, a black comedy. Psychological, gotcha. Uh, not even psychological. It's not, a, it's a black comedy. It's uh, probably, it's more campy than anything. Hmm. And it's, I like camp. It's from James Wan, who's brilliant. It's from fucking Jason Blum, who, Blumhouse, who can't go wrong. Um... <laughs> E-Rock, call me Ishmael, <laughs> um, um, who can't go, He like, Jason Blum, as as many weird, creepy, stupid movies A24 puts out, Blumhouse puts out that many good, exciting, uh, fun movies, so I'm excited. Yes, I know I shouldn't shit on someone to build up someone else, but man, A24, A24 those movies sometimes are fucking, The Green Knight was so fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, yeah, a lot of people are loving Megan, and I saw, and, and, and so it premiered a month ago in Los Angeles, and the buzz was already big um, because I was reading a bunch of articles about like um, Babylon and Avatar, and uh, at, at the end of it, the one article I read was like, "Thank goodness Megan is coming in 2023 to save us all." <laughs> So, yeah, I'm excited. Megan, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I know, listen, That's... I trust the... And I'm excited to see Puss in Boots, too. That looks good, too. The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I don't put a lot of stock into critics, especially when they shit on something. And sometimes they like stuff that's garbage, but this movie looks so i'm yeah, so excited like it, it's clear when a movie is garbage and they like it yeah. if, if it's like a period piece involving someone with like a disability that plays an instrument of course they're gonna love right it. and but, it's gonna be boring as fuck but movies like this they don't get good ratings like this for no reason <laughs> yes yeah yeah so i'm excited to uh i'm looking at you the pianist <laughs> yeah so like like Violet Night had 73%, but 88% audience. Babylon, however, is trash. It's 55% critics, 50% audience. Um, in Trenchers Saw, I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston movie, she liked it. 92% of the people liked it, only 45% of the critics. So, uh, Well, that's of the people that did go see it. Oh, I Want to Dance with Somebody? Yeah, it did not. It didn't do well. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Apparently, everyone already kind of knew the story. I I don't and, know it, and or they care. already released like multiple like TV docs and short and uh, miniseries and stuff. So when they like did like their little tests and stuff and surveys, people were like, oh yeah, I already saw that. It came out like two years ago. They're like, no, no, it's the new one. Like, oh, I I thought it was already out. <laughs> um yes that's uh 
sorry, I was laughing at E-Rock quoting. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Movies. Yes, we're seeing Megan tomorrow. Nice. Hmm. Where am when am I gonna go see Avatar? I I just I kinda wanna uh let's see here. Looking at Showtime Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Alright, I got a seven. Oh, I got a nine o'clock, but I wanna go see it in IMAX. Ten oh there we go. Ten o'clock on Saturday. You'll be there till like four in the morning. Yeah. We wait. Are we working? Oh no, I'm in the fucking Wilkesbury. What are you doing in oh, Wilkesbury? Fr- uh, family reunion. Family reunion. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been invited to a family reunion, less let alone There's I would re- go to <laughs> one. A There's a reason for that. Well, yeah, I get that, but <laughs> if they ever invited me, I'd be like, no thanks. <laughs> nah, they like me. Hmm. Because I'm an outsider. It's step family. So it's like, oh, wow, it's, you know, uh, one of them. Yeah. My dad remarried, but I really, I don't even, I know she has kids. I don't, She he remarried when I was like 30-something. I don't know this woman or her family. <laughs> I'm busy, like I told you. I, I met him once when I was doing the, uh, we were doing a Christmas special for a particular show. Oh, was that them or were they, was that with his other his girlfriend before I don't remember what's that no I think oh, I don't know were the kids there yeah oh okay then yeah then then she moved in yeah okay yeah yeah see that's how good I I'm um <laughs> I'm an idiot. I think you know what yeah he was already married when we did that show yeah okay you're right 10 o'clock on a Friday what do what do we do what do I got the where are you sending me on Friday night you're we're doing high school basketball yeah, where are you send me send me to a uh, uh, Center Valley somewhere nearby. Well, on Monday we're doing uh, Southern Lehigh Stockton Valley. Oh uh, yeah, but they don't. Mon- uh, let's see, the ninth show time. See, they only do the late shows on the weekends. Wow. So that's the only time I'm gonna get to see it. Well, I'm All gonna right, Friday. Like Saturday. I. I'm going to drive back from Wilkes-Barre, put on my 3D glasses, and fall asleep. I, uh, I've i relegated, unless like it pops up somewhere and, and Tarantula says, let's go, I'm I'm kind of like, oh, I'll see it when I see it, if I ever see it. I only ever watched uh, the first one in the theater at once and never saw it again. That's how, well. Uh, same, same Z, yeah. Not that I didn't like it, it was just. Yeah. Yeah. I, from what I'm just told, it's it looks beautiful. Like it's like if you just treat it like an amusement park ride, it's you know. Yeah, I read though that in the first half hour you're awestruck, and then it's like, when's this thing gonna end? <laughs> ah, yeah, I, I could get that. Mm. You know, even like roller coasters, at some point you're like, uh, not me. I'm like, give me more. Yeah, god damn it! All right, I guess we should. Start talking about Game Boy games. Sure. Um, I always saw it because someone had an extra ticket. So listen, go see Ish. Go see. I'll buy you a ticket to Megan. I'm just really pumped for this movie. I don't know why. When I saw the 
we saw the trailer, I think before Violent Night. I was like, oh my god, we got to go see that. You are very excited for it. I am really excited. It's it looks... ador- it, it's it's very adorable. I know. I, I'm get, I have I get excited for movies. I like movies. <laughs> Like seeing movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we uh, should go. I'm going to flip a coin to see who goes first, and you call it in the air. That's a good way to do it. Are you actually doing it for real? Or I'm going to flip a Heineken lid. So do you want top or bottom? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Rephrase. Uh, um, do you want red star uh, or gr- green bottom? Uh, I'll take uh, green bottom. Wait, that's so that's gonna face up, right? Uh yeah. so no, it it's green bottom, so you choose. Oh. Wait, now I choose? Oh. I guess we flip to go first, so you go first. Oh, okay. Alright, here is Squeezer's first pick on the Game Boy Games three. Your sister gave you the mumps. Your brother gave you the flu. Your best friend gave you chicken pox. It's payback time. With help from Dr. Mario, go head-to-head on NES or link up on Game Boy. Then contaminate, exterminate, and spread the viruses. When you score, you infect your opponent. Make them sweat, run a fever, get the chills. Dr. Mario, with two players, it's germ warfare. Can I play? Sure. So this is actually this is actually a, a Game Boy game I had. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it as you should. Like it, I felt like there's. Why this game was so like, great? Why did everyone have Doctor Mario? It was such a great game. I had it for Nintendo and Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, uh, both. I, I think I, I originally had it for Game Boy, and then like when I rebought my games like in the late '90s, I think I got it for Nintendo then. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It puzzle games, I feel like, were great for Game Boy. It was great for Game Boy, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if it just helps that Tetris kind of set that precedent, and then yeah, Doctor Mario just—it's a very fun, like it's like every addicting game that you can get on like your phone or used to play online uh, at work, like is just like kind of. Not necessarily ripping off, but trying to live up to like the the kind of addictive gameplay that Doctor so Mario had. So the thing that like blows my mind is how the game itself was very based on color. Yes. And then it went to a no color situation and still worked. Yes, they're they're geniuses. Mm-hmm. There is there is a very special group of guys at Nintendo that like for those early years just were involved in everything because i mean uh it was uh gunpei yokoi gunpei yokoi he is gunpei yokoi gunpei yokoi from r&d1 yes he is the the father of game boy yeah it's his his baby and he is also responsible for uh dr mario uh he was one of the uh producers on it and yeah, it was very much uh, like his brainchild, and I, I. It almost feels like it because like the game in the bottle, like just it, it fits. 
because your screen, you it's don't literally have to worry a game about, in a bottle. It's a game in a bottle. You're playing the a game, game in a bottle. No, it's yeah, like it, takes place. The scene is in a bottle. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's a game in a bottle in a bottle. <laughs> um, and it just yeah. I don't I don't know why puzzle games. Maybe it's just because the handheld nature of it. You don't need. It, it's not necessarily always about the graphics. Um, even though it, it did, like you still got plenty of little detail in there. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was also like a good time killer kind of game too. You know, sometimes if you fire up your Game Boy, you're just playing for a little bit at a time just until, you know, you either get to where you're going or they, you know, call your name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't have to, you just throw it on, you play and it's fun to play. You're not trying to necessarily, you know, get your Pegasus boots or, you know, whatever Wario is doing at the time. Um, and then also you add in, I think this was the first game I played with a link cable. Uh, it was not mine. I remember my friend had one uh, and we you played a little bit and it was, I didn't, maybe it was only like once or t- twice we did it. I played more head to head. Chris and I, on each, NES. Chris got a Game Boy for Christmas and like I was like oh my god I want one of these so I was allowed to use my I don't know first holy communion money I think at the time I got to talk to my mom to go buy my own and then Chris and I would play Tetris over the link cable but that was I didn't use the link cable again until I got the Game Boy printer and the Game Boy camera which man that Game Boy printer was fun I'll tell you that much really oh my god there was so much stuff you could do with it with on the Game Boy Color with Super Mario DX, the original Mario Brothers port for Game Boy Color. It, it was like there was like a whole like it was like a little mini print shop uh, on the Game Boy printer. Hmm. Like everyone in my cl- I was in like I was a senior too, and I had the Game Boy Color out in class, and like printing out like stickers for everybody, and they were putting them everywhere. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little a little known fact. Because my sister w- demanded the Game Boy printer and the Game Boy camera, and she just th- the Game Boy camera was kind of dumb. She didn't use it. And then I, I was like, "Can I have it?" She said, "Yeah, I don't care." So I would like, take the Game Boy camera into class, and we'd take like selfies and shit with it, and I print it out and would have. And then I got Super Mario DX, and I'd be constantly playing that in school. <laughs> and I re- I found out the print shop stuff when you hook it up to the it it doesn't like appear on the game until you hook a Game Boy printer up and it's it was fucking awesome Oops, sorry mm-hmm. I was listening I was yeah. trying to talk I didn't want to spill oh. um I was I was jealous I never I don't think I ever saw one in the wild oh really no yeah you used the thermal printing um and the the paper had peel back on the back so you could stick them like you you know every it was it was like a, a long sheet of sticker mm-hmm. and you tore it off like a receipt and you peel the back off there was like a a sliver along the side so like there was like a, a break on the back so you could peel it easily did it uh, i'm assuming then it, it like just sucked the life out of your batteries no it had its own batteries oh, okay yeah that would make sense. And they, they just like the Game Boy, lasted fucking forever. No shit. Mm-hmm. Even with the... Huh. It was a thermal printing. It didn't really... It was pretty easy. 
Mm. It was like a little receipt printer. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it worked really well. I loved it. I had so much fun with it, that stupid thing, my senior year <laughs> of high school. Um, What's crazy, though, is... uh, What was I? Oh. So, because you, you said you had it for both Game Boy and for NES. Yes. It's the same game. Yes. But you still had it anyway. And you know what? And it's the same thing. Like, people had it. It was the same thing with Tetris. Like, people had both versions. Because it sold... The Game Boy version actually outsold the NES version worldwide. Game Boy sold 5.3 million copies of Dr. Mario. It was 4.8 million for NES. It's 10 million... 10.5 million games that they sold between the two. And I'm sure a lot of that was crossover. That a lot of people bought the same game twice. Just because it was fun. The colors were fun. And, you know, it, it was easy to play two-player on on NES. But then, yeah, it just did so well in that handheld kind of mold as a just fun time-killer game. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I know I know we're not talking about Game Boy Printer here, Squeezer. But I just no, I searched on YouTube... Look at listen to all these games with Game Boy printer support. Not just Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, which is the only one I used. Um, let's see uh, the Austin two Austin Powers games. Uh, there are two Austin Powers games. Austin Powers O Behave and Austin Powers Welcome to My Underground Lair. So I, I'm gonna have to play these. Um, Donkey Kong Country, ET Digital Companion. Um, I'm just re- I'm not reading them all. I'm reading the ones that. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX, the color, the Game Boy Color version. Oh, I had that. Right, it it had Game Boy printer support. Huh. Um, the Little Mermaid Two Pinball Frenzy, little the Little Nicky game, Mary Kate and Ashley Pocket Planner, NFL Blitz, Mission Impossible, Perfect Dark. Um, a lot of Pokemon games had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Man. If I only knew that we had so much fun with the Super Mario Brothers Deluxe version, like all these, like imagine I, if I would have just plugged the printer in while I was playing Legend of Zelda and saw that support. What would you print out from Zelda? It was probably the same as Mario Brothers, like a bunch of stickers and different like frames and stuff. Okay. Hmm. I can probably Google that. Yeah, and Mario, it was just Awaken. little stickers. Awaken, that's a W. Game Boy Printer. Aw. Oh, it's a cute little picture of Link, and he's, like, giving a little peace sign. Yeah. Oh, and then he's, like, zonked out. Yeah, you could print little pictures That's and stickers. Uh, Oh, there's a cute little scene with him and Marin like out looking over the ocean. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. That's what it like. That's what it was, and uh, people had them on their notebooks. Like, I'd be like, "Hey, can you print me a sticker?" And then just be printing stickers in class. The Game Boy printer. Ah, oh, these are great. I told you it was really fucking cool. Now look at the Super Mario Brothers Deluxe ones. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, 
and the quality of them was really good too. Yeah. And it was a fun little like cartoony link. It was kind of adorable. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Look at the Super Mario Bros. Deluxe ones. There's tons of them. I remember all these. Huh. Your rankings? Yeah, you can print your rankings there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, it looks like a receipt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is a receipt. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Like, you beat your friend and, like, you print it out and you just slap it on their mm-hmm. like, notebook and, like, look at that, bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. It was neat. It was something I never gave it the time of day because it always it seemed like a gimmick. I mean, it was a well, gimmick. Lisa got it with the camera, and then she like grew tired of it instantly. Mm-hmm. So I took the camera in, and I was playing with it on my Game Boy Color because I worked at KB, so I had all these all the accessories. And then like I I hooked I don't know, I had the printer hooked up, and I put Mario in. And I realized there were things you could do with it. And I started printing out stickers and like, you don't have to worry about ink. So you just have to worry about paper and you get like four or five rolls per pack. And so I would just, I just steal them from KB. <laughs> They're probably just giving them away at that. They point. didn't give a flying fuck. No, they were just, you know, I was like, I'm taking more Game Boy paper. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my senior year. The Game Boy print. I wish I would have known Zelda had nice. stuff too. I would have printed it out. Yeah. Super- well, now we got to, I have. I still have my game. You just gotta go find. I still uh, have my game. I still have my Game Boy, and oh, I have shit. the. I have the printer too. All right. I want some link stickers. I just gotta find the paper. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's just go to the grocery store and just reach over the counter and rip it out of the. Uh... It's thirty-eight millimeter. Okay. Well, I got a bandsaw. We'll cut it down. <laughs> uh, game Boy printer paper. It's just going to cost more than the... Nine bucks a roll. Oh, people are manufacturing it still. Oh, <laughs> Yes, it came in like yellow, blue, and white The when you bought the box there or when you stole the box from KB. <laughs> Those are good old days. Game Boy Printer. Much cooler than you could possibly imagine. It's awesome. All right. Should All we right. move on to my first game? Yes. This is Beavis and Butthead for Game Boy. Squeezer. I like pick this out of my list. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this. This I played this the second most, the second longest out of all the games. I was so into this game. It is so much fun. I played Beavis and Butthead for SNES. I rented it for Genesis. My friend had it. And those games are fucking stupid as shit. Mm hmm. Um, so this is what I read about. So it said the cool thing about Beavis and Butthead games were that no two were alike. No matter which version you sit down and play, each platform got its own unique spin on the series. And a lot of people think this Game Boy one sits pretty close to, um, like the best, but much better than SNES and Game Gear versions. 
But uh, it doesn't. They say it doesn't touch. Uh, the Genesis one is good, I guess. And I guess yeah, there's. I a, remember renting the Genesis one from Blockbuster. I rented the SNES one from Blockbuster, and I wanted the Game Boy one, but they never had it in stock. Hmm. Um, it's kind of this game's kind of like the Genesis game, where you explore, and and like try to like you like, you you get stuff, and it's really stupid stuff so that you can do stupider stuff. Um, it's kind of like a, like a Legend of Zelda with idiots, like a top-down game. So you start, you're going through the school, and you have to find something in the note from the locker to get out of class. Um, and there's cutscenes, uh, and you know bullies walk around. And you have to avoid, and you pick up items from your inventory to use, and then you're you're on the playground. Uh, it's actually a a pretty fun game squeezer, and it sells. For a fucking fortune on eBay, like a lot of these games, I looked up, and Game Boy games go for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, if the cheapest I found was like sixty bucks for this one, damn. But there were a few for for way more than that. Um, you're basically helping the boys escape detention, and uh, the description on the box was steer your favorite morons through sewers, parks, Burger World. Karate school and loads of nose picking, head banging action. You'll dodge Todd's gang, kill cockroaches, deliver burgers, and infiltrate the teacher's lounge. Features nine adventure packed areas of moronic mayhem, escape detention, flee gangs, outrun rabid dogs, and play video games. Varied gameplay views, side scrolling, and overhead perspectives, along with challenging mini games. Diverse environments include the school grounds, city jail, Burger World, and Maxi Mart. Um, I would have, I, so I saved my state to go back and play. Um, but, uh, yeah, this game was actually pretty fun. Cool. Was there any like real combat in it or was no, it more not like, really. a, uh, like adventure kind of, like you're, you're avoiding maniac mansion kind of, yeah, you're, you're avoiding the bad guys, not like fighting them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I give this one. I'm gonna go back and try and play more of. Uh, there's another one that was way better that I'll get to at the end of my list. But I got I ex- fully expected this game to be complete dog shit squeezer. Sure, just a cash grab on the uh, right. But popularity. I gotta tell you, I'm playing it, and I was having fun. Cool. That's what's important. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to save my state, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to try and get Beavis over to Butthead so they could get out of detention. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to do in this game. The A lot of walkthroughs, if you look at Game Boy games, Squeezer, mm-hmm. tell you the exact, you know, the exact time. Some are like 17 minutes. Some are like 30 minutes. This walkthrough is one hour and five seconds. So there's a lot to do in this game. Hmm. It's no walk in the park. Oh. All right. Here is your next pick. What are friends? Friends are there to pick you up when you're feeling a little down. Friends are there to rearrange someone's face when they're acting like a clown. 
Friends are a hamster, a fish, and an owl in Kirby's Dreamland 2. If you ain't fighting on their side, well, man, I'd pity you. Kirby's back in the flabby one brought three rowdy friends. It's a pumped up, powered up Kirby in Kirby's Dreamland 2. New for Game Boy and Super Game Boy. Will you be my friend? I never played so, Kirby 2. I love Kirby 1. I played the shit out of that yeah. game. I had that. Yeah, so I was thinking, I was going through our old shows. I'm like, oh, you did Kirby. I'm like, I remember Kirby. I loved Kirby. And then, I don't know, I was kind of bummed because I'm like, remember I was like... And Kirby was, was first on Game Boy before he was on Nintendo. Yeah. Like, that was, you know... He just fit better there. I worked for him. Um, And I was kind of like bum like oh man i don't have any new games that i owned and then i don't know what it was i saw like a picture when i'm just scrolling through stuff of kirby riding a hamster I'm like wait a second i remember this and i went a little bit deeper and i found it and i i totally forgot that i had and played the living bejesus out of kirby's dreamland 2 and it was a lot of fun. It had a lot of great changes from the previous one that I didn't have, but I played. Um, and uh, yeah, you you got animals. Who doesn't like like the best part of Super Mario World is Yoshi. Um, that and getting a cape. But like, so why not have you know three little friends that Kirby can ride on, hmm. um, and and give him special power? So kind of like anything like that, like any of the powers like Kirby can absorb and use can also be applied to uh, his animal friends. And like, so like when you're the fish, you can also like, like use a power where you basically turn in like a sea urchin and you get all these spikes to shoot at and just kills everything like around you instantly. Do they stick to how easy Kirby, like the reason I loved Kirby was because it wasn't that challenging. It was just really fun and and easy to play. Yeah, so I was like, what, 12? And I, I sucked at life. And I, pretty, I beat it. You know? Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to play. It wasn't it wasn't frustrating at all. No, it was a very enjoyable gameplay. And, like, the sound was great. Like, the presentation. It was always... It was just a very happy game. And it's funny because he's still like Kirby, still going around killing all these things, uh, and then he does like a fun little happy dance, and he's like he's getting the rainbow. Oh sword. my god! I'm looking at the fucking, the fucking box, and now I want to play this. He's riding a little hamster. Yes, he rides a hamster that, by the way, breathes fire oh, and shoots way. laser beams. It's a laser beam shooting hamster. Freaking hamster that shoots laser beams out of his mouth. Is that too freaking hard to ask for? <laughs> oh, my God. This a, is the most adorable cover in the planet. How did I not a, know? It, oh, because it came out in 95. Yeah. It, isn't the artwork just adorable? It, it. I want this. I want this box. Yeah. It's so cute. Uh, yeah. So you get you get to ride uh, Rick the hamster. His name's his Rick. Name's Rick. Isn't that a, his name's Rick. Um, Koo the Owl, who kind of carries you so you could, uh, fly faster and into wind. Like, you know, Kirby can fly, but this is kind of like strapping a jetpack in onto him if a jetpack was actually an owl. Oh, so, okay. Um, Factory sealed, 
a graded 7A plus, only $999.99. But that's how I can get the box. I look at that as an investment. <laughs> Man, original I mean, box is without graded is $400. If you buy $900 worth of graded Kirby in the box versus uh, Tesla stock right now, <laughs> tomorrow you can sell it for more money. You got that going for you. Probably. You can't short Kirby. Uh, and what else here? Oh, yeah. So the owl, like, you had, like, this, like, wind fire, like, wind leaf blade attack, which, I, I don't know, maybe that's where they stole that from Pokemon. And very similar to, like, a Pokemon attack. Yeah, and then you got to be a fish, too. Wasn't which... Pokemon made by HAL Laboratories, too? No. no. What did they do? Oh, they did the Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium for okay. um and Pokemon Pinball. I know they did some Pokemon. How Laboratories. Uh pretty much uh Nintendo's independent developer. <laughs> Ah, oh, Super Smash Brothers Melee for GameCube. That was a fun yeah, that was them. game. That was a fun game. And uh, it's sitting right behind me. I got all my boxes sitting out. I still got to go through. Um, yeah, but uh, it was uh, the brainchild of like the, uh, I mean, Nintendo royalty, uh, Kensuke Tanabe, who is a producer and did. Basically, the director and designer for uh, a Doki Doki Panic, hmm. uh, Super Mario Brothers Two, which is Doki Super Doki Mario Panic. Brothers <laughs> Three. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Donkey Kong Country. Uh, yeah, he's got a couple, uh, a couple titles under his uh, their belt. I'd say so. There's two games for the Switch with Kirby. The Kirby and the Forgotten Land and the new one just came out. Um I don't know. Man, he's still working. Yeah. He's he just he's Luigi's Mansion, Paper Mario, uh that Mario Battle League that they released, and right now he's working on Metroid Prime four. Wow. Yeah, guy, he made Metroid Prime. Fuck. Yeah, I gotta get Kirby and I gotta get that Kirby game for Switch and never play it, but just so I collect it. <laughs> if only for the bot. It, it is a door. It is such a cute game. Yeah, He's I'm just... I'm playing this Kirby's Dreamland Two tonight. I'm yeah, firing it yeah, up on my. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. On and my you gotta make sure You gotta make sure that the sounds up and you just you kind of want to dance too, like at the end of every level, like Kirby. Oh, there's a thing. There's uh, like a little bonus level at the end. And where, like, he drops down and, like, launches back up and he shoots through the clouds and every layer of cloud, like, your bonus prize gets better and better until at the very top you get a one-up. Isn't that the same as the first game? Isn't the first one? Yeah. Oh. But, anyway, if he makes it to the very top one and if he just barely makes it, Kirby hangs on the cloud and, like, his little feet are kicking and he's struggling, like, before he pulls himself up. 
You related to Kirby as a little boy, didn't you? <laughs> I lived vicariously. I was so close. I'm like, oh, one day I can ride a hamster that shoots laser beams. <laughs> Is that why he had all those gerbils? <laughs> I was breeding them. Yeah. My gerbils. How could you betray me, Chub Chub? <laughs> My doo. When Dale's meat gerbils he was breeding for meat break out and tear through his Mountain Dew. Uh, you know what? Maybe nowadays it's not a terrible idea. Should start getting into the gerbil meat breeding business. Boil me up some Mountain Dew. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> I can quote Dale Gribble. I'll do a whole show quoting Dale Gribble. There you go. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. I'll take some Radier stickers, put them somewhere. All right, I'll send ish. I'll send you. I have a fucking butt fuck load of stickers. I'll send you. You too, we rock. Um. All right. What? Uh. What does it mean now? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hold on. I have to get my bearings. I'm. I got all into this. Um. Kirby game, and I lost where I'm supposed to be. Oh nope, that's not my next one. This is my next one. So the game's called Desert Strike Return to the Golf Squeezer. Mm -hmm. And I played this for a good hour the other night. It's really hard to get the, the gameplay down, but it's, it's kind of fun shoot them up and you're in an Apache helicopter in the desert. Like, it's a very much, um, uh, Operation Desert Storm type game that they call Desert Strike. I, I'm curious as to what it compares to the, how it compares to the console versions. Uh, from what I saw on YouTube, it's very similar. Mm -hmm. It's just green and yellow and, mm -hmm. you know, but... Yeah, and the low-quality graphics, yeah. You fly, and then you destroy people and bases. And once I got the hang of flying the helicopter and, like, aiming, like, I, I was destroying satellites left and right, Squeezer. I was fucking uh, General Schwarzkopf, the hero <laughs> of Desert Storm. I'm like, how did a game exist like this on Game Boy? I would have had hella fun playing this as a kid. But I didn't fucking know about it. Doesn't that piss you off? So you clearly knew about this game. Yeah, no, not for Game Boy. Uh, but you knew about the game. I didn't ever know about the game for console. I, I, I had Jungle Strike. I still have uh, Jungle Strike for Genesis. And, oh, so uh, there's a Jungle version. Awesome. Yeah, Jungle Strike is the sequel. Uh, there it is. Uh, Desert Strike was the first one, then Jungle Strike, and then I think Urban Strike, Strike, then Soviet yeah. Strike, then Nuclear Strike. Oh. I was out after uh, the sequel to Desert Strike. Well, this is you. You pick guys up. You know your little. You know you pick up allies. You kill enemy, and like they're blood splatters too. It's fun. I mean, it's it splatters as much as it can in Game Boy. At least that's what I thought it was. But um, this had my attention for about an hour, which is pretty good. As soon yeah, as it not. took me like half an hour to figure out the like flying mechanics, 
and like where to drop the ladder to get the people to climb up it, the allies that you're saving. Like the, the stranded people. Oh, you're so you're still doing that too? That oh, was yeah. like a big part of it. Yeah, that's a big part of it. It's fun. And I felt like, Squeezer, if I didn't have more games to play, I could have played this for another hour. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and he's shooting the oil tankers on the side of buildings to blow the whole thing up. Yeah. That's what he's doing now. That I was like, I wonder if these blow up, and I'm shooting, and I'm like, oh, shit, it blew <laughs> the whole building up. Oh, so the gameplay is pretty... Yeah, it's pretty similar. It's just the graphics. And, like... You could like pick up these oil drums and stuff, and for for fuel, there's a lot going on. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm just guessing that's what you're picking up, because as you fly yeah. over it, the hook just goes down on its own. So I'm like, oh, I'll pick this up. I don't know what it's for. Yeah, well, there's also there's certain like you can pick up ammo and stuff, but then also you'll drop your ladder and you can pick up like I don't know if like, Game Boy how it transitions over, but like in Genesis, like, if you save, like, a, uh, you could save, like, your co-pilot, and then, like, your co-pilot has better stats for, like, the next mission. Oh, maybe I did. I don't know. You, you can, save like, change out. You save a lot of people, and then there's, like, these screens in between that tell you what you got and shit. Yeah, that you could, like, you could, like, arm yourself better weapons. But it's hard to know exactly, like, what you can blow up. Like, I realize, like, you could blow up almost anything in this game. Like, the other- the- the airplanes that are just sitting on the ground. Yeah. Like, this is a desert strike you want to destroy. It's like salty- well, salty earth. Like, the airplane well, hangars There's always, like, multiple mission, like, objectives. Like... Like, rescue this guy, take out the airfield, and... Yeah, like, I didn't read those. I just wanted oh. to shoot. <laughs> You're probably finishing objectives without even realizing. Yeah. I was just- I was having fun. It- again, the hardest part about this game is figuring out the flying mechanics of it. But once you do, it was kind of fun, and I'm like, fuck, this was Game Boy? I wish I had this game. I would've had fucking fun back in the day playing this. You know, I was all in the fucking Operation Desert Storm, and this would've made me feel patriotic, like I was helping my country. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I- I, yeah, I, was, I had no idea that it existed for Game Boy. I suggest pulling up the ROM and giving it a try because it was fun. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf. I give it my worst review ever. Nine thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I kid. Here's Squeezer. We're on your third game. What's this? Uh, doesn't you don't know the the thrilling score to Aliens Thanatos encounter? No. Is this so you had hook and you took it off you added aliens for uh yes. Game Boy Color. Yeah, cuz I never played hook. I was going to play it on the emulator and I just never got around to it cuz I was a sleepy boy. I had aliens on the Game Boy Color. I had a lot of Game Boy Color games because I was working at KB at the time when the Game Boy Color yeah. came out, but it did not have this one. Um, Thanatos uh, good, Encounter. Good for you. Um, it is an infuriating game, and it was so hard. Um, 
and I was even in high school at this point, and like I, I like you gave up on it. Um, it, it was very like big, so like you, you just a lot of space you're walking through. A lot of that, what you heard was just kind of walking around a ship, um, and occasionally aliens came at you. Um, it, you can like swap out your crew. There's somewhere in the time frame it it happens after. Uh, aliens and you're a separate uh, marine squadron that's investigating uh, like uh, was it the Salaku or what but uh, it, it basically puts you in the same position as the other it marine it says order. it takes place aboard the Thanatos an abandoned freighter that has been infested with alien creatures oh yeah yeah now the cool thing is, and this is what my favorite thing about it was, and why I didn't just completely toss it, was what was the coolest thing in Aliens? The I don't know what was the coolest. The thing? little the little radar. Uh, oh yeah, the as the, the aliens were approaching. Yes, yep. yes, that they yep. stole and put in Stranger Things too. Yeah. Oh. When all the terror dogs are coming to oh, the... Oh, yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, they ripped that right out of Aliens. I like to think of it as an homage. Yeah, of course. It's all yeah. homage, but it, it was clearly uh -oh. paying homage to Aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, so that uh, the big thing is you get your motion tracker, and it actually works and, like, reads out. So it's kind of like a... You don't have, like, a true proper, like, radar map, like a, a map where it's, like, you know which way the the hallways are and stuff. Right. But you have like the same readout that you would see on the motion tracker and you get the little blips. Oh yeah. I see up. that. I see that there. Yeah. So it was actually really cool. And you know, you get, you your get equipment. Grower, you What's get... equipment, right? And equipment left. Are you in an exoskeleton? No, no. Like that's like your left hand, right hand. Oh, so like in your left hand, you would have like the motion tracker and then your right hand, uh, you would have you start with like just a pistol, then you get mm -hmm. the shotgun, then you go up to the uh, pulse rifle, which mm -hmm. is badass, sure, and then flamethrowers and grenade launchers. Um, I don't think you ever got a smart gun in it, which kind of sucks. Now you can dual wield, but if you do dual wield like flamethrowers, you lose your uh, your motion tracker. Mm. What's the fun in that? Um, and yeah, uh, controls were actually quite clunky. Um, there was THQ. And, that's surprising. Yeah, and it was just like an overhead view. It, it felt very. Uh, well, I mean, I technically, game, technically, this is them developing a Nintendo NES game because that's what Game Boy Color was. It was eight megabits in mm -hmm. in tw in uh, uh, two thousand one. Yeah. So they're they're using technology twenty years old to develop a game in two thousand one. Yes. At this point, the Game Boy Advance is on the market. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, and yeah, this game was still coming out. Well, a um, lot of games were coming out because the Game Boy it, Color I mean, was yeah, still. Yeah, Game Boy Color still lasted for another two years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, it wasn't a great game, but. Uh, for an alien fanboy, just to kind of play around a little bit and like, oh, I got my motion tracker. That, that it was worth the price of admission. I I don't think I, I never got past the first level. So it was rated RP. What does that stand for? Oh, that's rating pending. That means uh, that they, they didn't have a, a rating yet. Uh, I think is that that's the Wikipedia page. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what it initially... Uh, where is it? I don't, I don't see it around here. It's a bit of a mess. But... I, I don't think Game Boy games ever got like a pro, like a real mature rating. It'd be a... It's have to work really uh, It got E for everybody. It. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's, it's not scary. Game Boy Thanatos and Colon. Oh, but you did get to uh, use a, a power loader. Uh, That's what I meant. Were you in the power loader? Yeah, you do get one at some point in the in the later levels. I've never I never got that far. Like I said, I never. I don't think I ever figured out how to get past the first level. Um, but yeah, later in the game, it's a thing. Uh, looks like there's an Alien vs. Predator game for Game Boy, an Alien 3 game for Game Boy. But that's it. Unless, of course, you play any of the Contra games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's basically... It was it was basically Commando and um, Rambo versus Aliens, uh, and of course the game I talked about, Hayanko Alien. Oh yeah, that I bought for like seven dollars at liquidated at KB Toy Store, and or it was K and K at that point at the South Mall, and it took me forever to figure out how to play it, but it was fun. Oh here, so on Apollo Lemon blog I found. Someone writes about Hyanko Alien. When I was a kid, my Game Boy was always with me, and one of the games I treasured was Hyanko Alien, which I found in the discount bin. <laughs> hmm. The game had simple mechanics of digging holes to trap aliens. They had to have good music. I used to hum the music all the time. That's true. Back in 2015, Jeremy Parrish covered the game in his Game Boy video series and connected it as an inspiration for some better-known titles. This year, he shared a rip of a promotional cassette for the game? Oh, man. I gotta get that cassette. Hmm. Oh, man. Now I know what I'm gonna be spending some money on. <laughs> but, yeah, we that was what... I talked about that game in the first ever Game Boy uh, episode. I never knew how to pronounce it. But um, I had it and I liked it. All right. Uh, are we on my third pick? Uh, yes. Let me get here. So this is Squeezer Adventure Island 2 Aliens in Paradise for Game Boy. Hmm. Now, my this came out in uh, February of 93 
And my friend down the street, Matt, had Adventure Island 2 for Nintendo, but it wasn't uh, Aliens in Paradise. Um, and I was really uh, excited. I, I loved playing Adventure Island in his house. And I got my Super Nintendo in 1993, Squeezer, in um, Christmas. So way after this game came out. Probably, I mean, what, what, 10 months? And I went to to Toys R Us with my Jeffrey Dollars, and I shopped the discount bin for Super Nintendo, but I saw Super Adventure Island, and I was really excited for it because I loved Adventure Island. Mm-hmm. I didn't own any games, but I wanted to. And I'm like, oh my God, Super Adventure Island. This has to be fucking great. I disappointed. <laughs> Not good at all. Um, really hard, really confusing. And I kind of just ditched it. But then, not too long after that, I got Adventure Island 2 Aliens in Paradise for my Game Boy. I then, so my Game Boy lost the back, the battery backing. So I had it E-taped mm-hmm. in, electrical taped in. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I went through, it was like the first time I remember searching for batteries to continue playing a game. I was so into this game. It was very much like um, the NES version, and Hudson Soft uh, made it very similar with collecting dinosaurs, and the, the gameplay was very... Uh, so they, I read this on Nintendo Life. It says, well, the game is based on the third NES release. It actually eclipses it in some ways and brings a level of platforming to the Game Boy system that's every bit as good that as that that found in the legendary Super Mario Land releases. And I completely agree. It's it's up there with one of my top five favorite Game Boy games of all time. Hmm. Um, so it's it's if you ever played Adventure Island game, you know exactly what you're fucking doing. You first get the hatchet, boomerangs, the skateboard, then you start collecting dinosaur cards, and then you get like a little like a little um, um, inventory screen before every level where you could choose a dinosaur or put dinosaurs back. Um, God, I fucking love this game. There's eight areas in the game, six regular levels and two hidden levels on each area. And um, it's just, I I give it a 10 out of 10, Squeezer. Do you think it benefits from its limited uh, like resources? I, I don't know. I, that's I think, what makes it? I think what makes a good Game Boy game is I don't know like taking the most when they take the most out of the game the Game Boy like Super Mario Land is good but Super Mario Land 2 six golden coins they took it the Game Boy further than it ever went and it was fucking amazing and I feel like they did it with this game I feel like they did it with Link's Awakening I feel like they did it with Metroid 2 um, and then they, they didn't just just port a Nintendo game they made their own game on game, they made a Nintendo game on Game Boy, and I feel yeah. like they even did that with another one of my tops, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures: Bab's Big Break. It wasn't a Nintendo game. You can't play it on any other system. It is exclusive to Game Boy, and that's what makes it good. Yeah, I, I feel like when they were just doing ports, like it didn't. It's not. You can't take a Nintendo game and put it on that screen. You gotta make it its own thing, and this played very much like the Nintendo game squeezer, but it was, it was its own thing. 
uh, cause it was, you know, it had no color. So you had to make do without it and they did it. And it's, it's really good. The soundtrack's great. The gameplay's fun. And I really suggest if you get a chance to play adventure Island two, get the ROM, give it a play or get the cartridge squeezer. <laughs> What's that going to run me? Oh my God. eBay open here to look. Um, Adventure Island 2 Game Boy. Uh, 20 bucks. Oh, that's not too terrible. No. The 20 bucks for the card, Squeezy. You know, I might just get this for you to force you to pay, buy it. <laughs> I'll be fine. Just so you you got your Game Boy, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's in my, I always keep it in my bag. You never know when you get stuck in one of those trucks with no service. <laughs> uh, I mean, they all have those fucking French fry lights, so. Oh, man, this guy's selling his uh, Game Boy game bag and the Game Boy games in it. Looks like there's a uh, some pretty decent games. Uh, let's see. There's Uno, uh, and it's a black cartridge, so it'll show up in color on your Game Boy Color. Ooh, yeah. Small Soldiers, Kirby's Block Ball, Ultimate Paintball, which is a Game Boy Color only game, the clear cart. Tailspin, Wario Land 2, Tiny Toot Adventures, Bab's Big Break, Donkey Kong, and it's the Super Game Boy version, which we've talked about in this show. Ooh, Micro Machines. Someone's got a good... Bugs Bunny, uh, Crazy Castle 2. This guy had good taste in games. Kirby's Dream Land 2, which we just talked about. Animaniacs, which sucks. I played that. That was one of the games I played. It's really not intuitive. Pac-Man and Jungle Book. Uh... Plus, you get two Game Boy Advance games, Lilo and Stitch 2, Hamburville Havoc, and Enchanted Once Upon a... And in Delicious. A lot of Disney games. Yeah. 250 bucks, Squeezer. Buy it now. Hmm. Or, like me, you could have these games for free in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you can't, like, take them out, swap them out, do all that. Yeah, all now. the things that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> Yeah. You just hit the one Ca button. Carry them all with you. <laughs> right. Uh, I think the, the thing, the system I play it on is not much bigger than one of the games itself. In fact, I have that little no, flip phone one that's even smaller than the games. Yeah. You know, that little purple one I got? Mm hmm All right. Here is your fourth pick, Squeezy. What's this? Uh, you don't know that music? No. Oh, it's uh, Paperboy. Ah, I wasn't sure what you swapped out from your original list. Oh, I already had... Paperboy was on there uh, to start. And this is where oh. I was kind of leading into with uh, ports. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, it, it, it's funny because everyone like celebrates the arcade version as like the, the 
the pinnacle of it. Which you could play I in find our it cafeteria. Harder to, what's that? Which you could play in our cafeteria at work. Which we can, and I do, and I get very irritated because I suck. Um, it just the controls for me. I'm so used to the NES version. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had the controls. Uh, I, I I I loved it. Uh, and I had it, the controls I was so used to on the NES that when people kind of shit on, I'm like, oh, the arcade is so much better. Like, I I can't. Like, it doesn't, my brain doesn't, and hands don't transition that way. Um, however, even though it's on a D-pad on Nintendo and it was fun to play, having on a D-pad on the Game Boy. Right. Uh, it didn't. It didn't translate well. Uh, the controls were very stiff and felt limited. the The angle was off. Uh, it didn't feel like you had the same like flexibility and movement. And it's funny that you brought up color in my first pick with Doctor Mario. Like the color in Paperboy was like very important. Um. Where it's like, you know, you don't throw to, like, the red houses. Um, and, it, like, you, you clearly knew which houses were yours to start before you lost any subscriptions. This, everything is so monotone, it's almost hard to tell which house is yours uh, in, in the Game Boy uh, color, in the Game Boy version. And also a lot of, like, enemies and stuff, like collision and... Visually, it just it was a lot harder to play on Game Boy, because um, it felt like so they didn't figure out how to do it. Yeah, and, and again, it was just it was a port, and you know. So they this knew... this was a game you had. I did not have it on Game Boy. I've played it on Game Boy, but I did not own it on Game Boy. I owned it on NES. Um, I think uh, I don't know if Adrian had it. a friend of uh, a friend had it and I know I, I played it uh, quite a bit. I mean my friend Stefan had it. So they I also released remember... it for Game Boy Color it looks like. Uh, yes there was <sighs> so it was Atari it was the Atari Lynx it got ported to uh, Game Boy. What Game the Boy fuck was Color. Paperboy 2? Uh, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember if I played it or not. Yeah, there's only so much you can do to make that gameplay different, really. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was it was an infuriating way to play. Uh, and it, it was it was tough was to it see. Better or worse than the Tiger handheld electric version? Ooh. Probably see the Tiger version better. <laughs> the controls are probably better. Probably. Plus, you got that cute little kid on the on the cover art. Right there. Box art. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have much on. Uh, Game Boy Advance had a Paperboy Rampage double header release. Ooh, that's fun. I want to see what Paperboy for Game Boy Color looked like. If it was it the S. It was just the NES port. I know it didn't. The reviews were subpar. I never uh, liked yeah, I, Paperboy. Uh, yeah, IGN gave it a 4 out of 10 for Game Boy Color. It got 2.5 stars from 
another outlet. It looks kind of similar to the Nintendo one. Hmm. Hmm, a little bit. What's this football scene? Like a finish. What is that? Was there like a, a bike paths and stuff you go on? Yeah, at the at the end of the level after you play your uh uh after you deliver your papers then you go through like the bike course at the end and that's like your little bonus. Hmm. Okay, Paperboy NES, let me watch that now. Uh I think it might be better graphics on Game Boy Color. I don't know about gameplay. So you don't throw to the red houses in, in Nintendo. Yeah. Just the flat ones. Why is that guy breakdancing on the street? What is, was that what he's doing? Oh, just to be an asshole. Yeah. Shows how much I played Game Boy. I'm sorry, Paper Boy. Uh, we'll fire it up tomorrow. We'll play around. All right. We'll, we'll have our soup and play Paper Boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say the graphics for Game Boy Color, they're darker. And they're darker. I guess they, they designed it to be played on a, a non-backlit screen, I guess, maybe. All right, uh, that's enough. Anything more on your paper, boy? Uh, no. All right, here is my next game I picked to talk about. This is a, a game called Gremlins 2, the new batch, based on the movie. And Squeezer, let me tell mm -hmm. I, I noticed how I haven't shit on any of these games yet. Yeah. Because I had... Loading I, up for this. I played a lot of games. And I had fun playing all the ones I... The ones I picked were the ones I had fun playing. This game was fucking fun. You're Gizmo. And a few of the cutscenes are right from Gremlins 2. Uh, which is great. I love Gremlins too. Not everyone does. Um, and it's uh, the gameplay is like straight. You're in the television studio at first, which is where the the bad Gremlins first appear. Uh, and you collect different like weapons and stuff, and you have your stick. And and uh, the enemies are very much out of Gremlins too. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. And the female Gremlin tries to kiss you to death. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> um. I really enjoyed play I was having so much fun playing this. I saved my state so I could go back to it. Uh, it's adorable playing as Gizmo and going up against... I, I'm a big fan of Gremlins 1 and 2. I think some of the best movies ever made and I, I think they're some of the funniest. Some of the shit that Gremlins do in both movies is some of the best comedy ever done on in movies. Mm -hmm. Um... And yeah, I, I, this game was a lot of fun. And I'm like, well, fuck, why didn't I have this as a kid? I, I like this a lot. Uh, so I guess it's similar to the NES version from what I'm reading. But they did a pretty good job on this port. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Game Boy was a side-scroller also featuring Gizmo. So it's different. It's different. Was um, it developed by a different... Uh 
It was it was it was developed by Sun, uh, SunCorp, and the SunSoft, and they both were developed by SunSoft. Um, well, let me look up the Gremlins 2 and NES. Oh yeah, this Gremlins 2 NES is way different. Hmm. Yeah, Gremlins 2 is like a top-down Adventure of Link type game. throwing tomatoes. Yeah, Gremlins 2 NES look is very different. So kudos to them for not making a port and doing their own game. I actually I think that's what that's what really made the Game Boy so special was they could have just it would have been easy. Just like, oh it's a it's a handheld game, it's a throwaway A handheld yeah. version of Nintendo with shitty ports of all the games. Yes. Right. And it's not that. It's its, not its own that. it's its own uh, And listen, ecosystem. when I was a kid, that's what I thought it was. Like I thought Super Mario Land would be a port of Super Mario Brothers, and it wasn't that at all. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this looks this looks dumb but fun. I might have to play this on my handheld cuz I have I have all the NES ROMs too, of course, Squeezer. Of course. But uh we just recently so we saw went to the drive-in to see um, the Grinch, Jim Carrey movie, and uh, Gremlins. We mainly went for Gremlins was the second movie because I loved the first one. And then when we went home, I was like, "We haven't. I watched Gremlins two in a while. And I own it. You want to watch it?" So we watched it, and I'm like, "Oh man, I love this with all the the new Gremlins and and Brain, the talking Gremlin, um, and of course the woman Gremlin that like attacks the guy in the fucking bathroom." Uh so it made me send the menace. So when I saw this on the list of ROMs, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Gremlins 2 and see if I like it. And it, it, it made Animaniacs didn't make the list. Gremlins 2 made the list. So that just goes to show you, Squeeze. <laughs> um, some good boss action. Then the bonus stage, you get to play as Gizmo with the boxing gloves and hit the fucking bag. Um, it's cute and it's fun. And... Um, yeah, who doesn't want to play as a little gizmo in a game? Oh, you, you get to face the back Gremlin, too. That's really cool. I don't know. This is a lot of fun. And if you're a fan of Gremlins 2, I'd give it a play on Game Boy. Get the ROM or the cartridge like Squeezer. <laughs> and uh, give it a play. We're on to your last pick, huh. Squeezer. It's another Game Boy Color game from what I can see. No. No. We're going into the future. Ah, uh, Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Nice. Look at what we're launching. Now for N64 and Game Boy Advance. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. We're talking lots of new tricks and hundreds of insane new combos. There's even more courses, a park designer, and a dream team of skaters to choose from. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for N64 and Game Boy Advance. Rated E for everyone. Oh, wow. Are you you're looking at it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great, isn't it? This is really... This is like 3D graphics on the Game Boy Advance. 
yeah, they did an amazing job with this game. This might be one of the best portable games made up until this point. Um, wow, this looks it, really good. Yeah. And and the game And this is essentially on a Super Nintendo. Pretty much, yeah. Um unfortunately, I couldn't find I have my Game Boy Advance. I have all my games accounted for except Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. I have F-Zero. I have Ready to Rumble. I got Castlevania. I got Mario. I just, I can't find, I'm, I'm going crazy looking for Tony Hawk because it's such a fun game. And it has all the familiar levels of that you played with on like uh, N64 or PlayStation. Um, like the, the, the schoolyard, the aircraft. Uh, I can't, the, I'm the looking hangar. at this. I am in utter disbelief, Squeezer. I was not expecting this to look this good. Yeah. It, it, oh, the it, blood it, when not, he falls. Yes. Yeah. Not only does it it look good, though, but it plays really well. And what, what's crazy is, like, they're like, all right, we got to take Tony Hawk. And it's a, when you think about how big of a game Tony Hawk, especially, like, Pro Skater 2 is, like, all the different levels, like, the customization, the, the size of levels, the camera angle that is you know, is movable, and then also the soundtrack. Like, it was huge. So, like, all right, how do we make this into a portable? And it was uh, Vicarious Visions uh, was the production uh, house that took it on. They did, uh, what else did they do, like, back in that time? Uh, like, some Crash Bandicoot games. Um, Man, this is, like, a work of art. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not obviously PlayStation, but fuck this. When you realize what you're playing this on, yeah. this is incredible. I don't How does the game play? Power. Does it play well? It plays really well. It plays. Well, here's, here's the funny thing. So because of the way the game originally plays on like, on like PS2, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you're you're moving around your guy and you're doing your combos. And, and it's kind of like that free-floating camera behind you, a la uh, like Grand Theft Auto driving game, that third-person moving perspective. Well, you can't really do that in Game Boy. Like, the power, the processing power, the, it just, the system doesn't work that way. It's like so, essentially an SNES. Yeah. So they went back and... Basically, they they looked at, all right, what makes the Tony Hawk games what they are? And it's like, well, it's the level layout, uh, the combos, the gameplay, the transitions, the smoothness of that. It's like, all right, let's take that, and how do we make it work? And the the best thing that they came up with was, let's make it isometric. Mm-hmm. And I mean, isometric, it's the best. It's like Marble Madness, but... Yes. But Marvel Madness was the first big popular isometric game. Or like Landstalker. Wow, oh, Landstalker, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Had to get the I, the whole thing was leading up to that. Um You know, I almost chose Marvel Madness. It was on my uh squeezer shortlist for my my Game Boy games. Nice. That was direct um, port. Yeah, okay. Well, did it work though? Yeah. Cause you didn't need color. Yeah, cause that's it was, one of the, you didn't need, yeah. It was barely color in the NES. It was the yeah, music and the, 
Ooh, you know, something about Marvel Madness was depressing to me and scary, by the way. It was like there was something like ominous about Marvel. I didn't own it for Nintendo, but my friend Vincent down the street did, and I always wanted to play it. And for some reason, the music just creeped me out. And like when the marble died, boo, boo, mm. you know, it made that sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's pull it up and let you listen to it while you talk. Um, but yeah, so ironic, funny enough, the gameplay at that isometric view feels so intuitive if you played the previous games. Like, it translated so well. It fit perfectly. Um, and it just, even though, like, you're hitting, like, ramps, you got certain angles, where you would go down in, like, a half pipe where things would normally be blocked, you know, because, like, you're in a half pipe, and, you know, so it actually becomes, like, transparent. Yeah, I, saw, I noticed that. Yeah. But ah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, it's Marble Madness. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're actually seeing through it. But even though you're seeing through it, it's still your brain. Everything just clicks where it just works. Uh, it's an awesome game. I I think it's the best game for uh, Game Boy Advanced. Uh. Yeah, it's it's a work of art. It is such a good game. And the evil marbles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy's gonna die at all. Oh, there it goes. You hear that noise? Oh yeah, because it, it almost sounds like a little scream. Yeah. Man, this game had my like, I I was like he was like I was wanting to play this and that. Uh, he owned this, and he owned Spy vs. Spy, and I was obsessed oh, with playing. Oh, my friend Spy vs. Spy. I, I always wanted to play. I always wanted to play, and my friend was like, "No, those games suck. I don't want to play them." I'm like, "I want to play Marble Madness and Spy vs. Spy," and he never wanted Same. to play it. All right, um, are we on me now? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get too hot and bothered on. On that. This, so all the games I talked about so far, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. None of them are as good as this one, and I'm like, how the fuck didn't I own this as a kid? I learned tonight, Squeezer. You know, this is the only Batman the Animated Series game to ever be released. Really? They all... All the rest of them came out after they changed their name to The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Huh. It sounds great. Like, you'd think, like... It's one of those things where it's like, oh, that doesn't sound anything like it, but you knew exactly what you were listening to. It plays so great. The... The... um, when Ninja Gaiden, it's also from like the original Batman game, the jumping and the attaching the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I had so much fun, Squeezer. I am. I played it four more times over break. This is. I uh, so I, I played a lot of these games for like an hour or so. I played this like multiple times for hours at a time. I'm up to level three, the Green Menace, <laughs> <laughs> out of five levels. 
So, um, this this game is is you're just Batman, and you're going through and uh, there's this cutscene now, but it tells you in the beginning here. Hold on, what does it tell you? It tells you I like to have to. You're going back to Arkham Asylum, Joker. It tells you something about having to destroy the teddy bears. Um, the episode one, the joke's on you. And at some point, yeah. So you got to destroy. The, you got to open the boxes and destroy the, like the teddy bears that are meant to kill. And there's clowns, and you go down. Like the mechanics are so great, Squeezer. And I'm like, how did a Batman game? I played so many shitty Batman games. How did a Batman game like this exist? And I didn't have it. Like, what hmm. the fuck was wrong with me? Did you have this? No. This game... I didn't even know it was a thing. This I game don't is, know why Game Boy games just... Yeah. I know. It's so much fun. And it's... Because you always were like, ah, oh, you know, I'll go a Nintendo game. I'll go and ask... It came right in between Nintendo and SNES, once you go for those games. And you didn't mm -hmm. want to waste your time on a Game Boy game. But fuck, should I... Like, you got the big ones. Like, I had, of course, Mario and the Six Golden, Golden Coins. And I had... Of course, um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. But my God, this game, I've had so much fun in the last like week playing this. Um, it's really, it's, um, it's episodic. It takes place before Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face. And the Joker's laying out packages. In episode one, the Joker's laying out packages filled with exploding toys all across the city you have to destroy. Level two, the chill of a lifetime. Mr. Freeze and Scarecrow have teamed up to take control of the city. Level three, the green menace. Poison Ivy, that's where I'm at now. Kidnap Harvey Dent and taking him to his greenhouse lab and spreading monstrous plants throughout Gotham. To make matters worse, Catwoman is looking for someone to fight. Poison Ivy's section of the level is similar to the episode Pretty Poison. Uh, bank, uh, four is bank uh, robbings a gas. The Penguin and the Riddle have teamed up to rob Gotham's banks. And level five is Joker's last laugh. The Joker wants payback for his previous defeat at Batman's hands. And it's got all the characters. It's got Alfred, Harvey Dent, Commissioner Gordon in it. And it is a fun fucking game. And the gameplay is very much like Ninja Gaiden and other Konami. And like uh, uh, there's stuff of Simon Belmont in it. Squeezer. This came out in November of 93. And I like hate myself for not having this as a kid. Because I would have played this nonstop. This is more fun than a lot of Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. When you're playing, when you have an emulator with every NES, Game Game Boy, Game Gear, Genesis, Super Nintendo, a lot of PlayStation, N64, and you're playing a Game Boy game and having the most fun, that's when you know they did yeah. a good job. Uh, I highly suggest giving this a a play. You play as Batman and Robin. There's a lot of great, great levels. Everyone, everything's different. It's not repetitive too much, you know. Yeah, that's what sucks. I feel like, because like you, you said, you choose the NES or the SNES or in my case, Genesis game over the Game Boy game. When you're a kid, yeah. As as a kid, but I think a part of then what happens is the Game Boy games. Yeah, you get some, but like you're like, oh, I it's just. It's something to do, so you go and you get the discount game. And that's why, yeah, all right, I had Zelda. You know, it's great, and I had Wario. But it, it explains why I had, like, Home Alone 2. I had Home, I had Home Alone and, 1. 
Incredible Crash Dummies, which I had Incredible you, Crash is, Dummies also. It's a very fun game. Yeah. But it's definitely a dollar discount bin game. Right. And and you know. we had we had we had Crash Test Dummies, Home Alone. I had a boy in his blob at uh, you know <laughs> a boy in his blob, rescue a princess blob at. You know, none of these games were burning off the shelves, but I did have a Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. I had Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which like completely blew my mind and my friends yeah. and I would huddle around and watch me play that game. And then also Metroid two return of Samus was also really fucking fun. Oh, and in my case, Kirby's dreamland too. Oh, totally and Kur- Kirby's dreamland one we had too. So yeah. I did have a lot of game boy games. I know Bab's yeah. big break, but I, there, you could have had so many more and there were so many good ones. So I've been playing a lot. So this episode was fun to do yeah. that. I, I decided to go and play games uh, we also had Caesar's Palace. I talked about that in the show. That was a fun uh, one. Yeah, but, again, uh, it's like a, a puzzle get a simple like time killing, right? Kind of puzzle style. Yeah, it translates well. It's it's the perfect little system. It is. I mean, there's a reason why it had such longevity over all the other systems that were technically better than it. And it was laughed at. Yeah. But and and it all comes down to uh, well, the one was its price point and uh, battery life, which made it you know reliable. Something at, you know like and it was an expense too. My parents didn't yeah. want to be buying fucking six fucking double A batteries every day. Yeah, you it adds get up quick. You put four double A's and then later uh, two triple A's in the Game Boy Pocket, and it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Now, how many episodes of favorite Game Gear games have we done? Oh, um, yeah, good point. How many episodes of favorite Atari Lynx games have we done? Oof. <laughs> I think the first time, I think in Game Boy Games 3 was the first time we actually ever brought up Atari Lynx. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, the other big thing is, and it's Nintendo's strong suit, and had been since the beginning, was... Yeah, the hardware might not have been as advanced, but they used it to the absolute best of their ability. Right, the Wii, the Switch. great games. Right, that's why the Wii's popular. That's why the Switch... The Switch is not a fucking PlayStation 5 or Xbox, whatever, but it still sells fucking right up there with the two of them. Mm Because people usually have the Xbox or the PlayStation and the Switch. Well, it was Yokoi's logic was it, like lateral development. It's mm-hmm. like take what we have. Don't don't make games with the most advanced software that you can find and figure out what to do with it. It's take what we have now that like is the standard and make the best out of it. Right. You know, and that that was their logic going in, and it it paid off. I would say it paid off in spades because these are a lot of good games. Now, I have a BitBoy. Um, I have a couple emulators. I have a BitBoy. I have a Retroid Pocket 3. The BitBoy is still my favorite. It looks like a little Game Boy. Uh, and there's, I don't have to tell you where to get your ROMs if you want to download them. Um, they're easy to find. Uh, yeah, And don't worry about... Uh, a lot of these games are dead stock. Like, you're only going to make someone rich on eBay. If you go try to buy these games, you're not taking money out of anyone's mouth by downloading ROMs. <laughs> yeah. They've kind of given up on that whole hunting them down and 
Yeah. So um, most of the ROMs you could find easily online. Uh, and uh, go, go give, uh, go give these 10 games a try. I am going to load up Tony Hawk on my BitBoy at some point soon. Oh, check it out. Oh, I, and I, I completely forgot too. Like that's just the basic gameplay, but like the customization, like you can build your own character. Like you generate stats. You have multiple skaters to pick from. You could choose your own boards and buy, unlock boards and buy stuff. And it's like the, the layers to it is just insane. I'm giving that a whirl. I might even play that alien game. I'm definitely playing Kirby two. I might play Kirby two. tonight. play, go play Kirby two first. It's just adorable. I want you to play either adventure Island, two aliens in paradise or this Batman animated series game, but definitely Beavis. And don't forget about Beavis and butthead. Uh, desert strike return of the golf. I think you played, uh, but uh, Gremlins 2 is also good, but I would say the two must-plays are Batman and Animated Series and Adventure Island 2 Aliens in Paradise. Uh, I am already... I am downloading it now in 7, 5, 4... Oh, they lost us for a second there. Uh, I'm using all the bandwidth to download a Batman ROM. Mm, it's like three kilobytes. It can't be that long. 98. Kilobytes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a video game. I have I have, I have. have Word documents larger than a video game. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, I think that's it. We Guess what next week's show is, everybody. This one next week's going to be a fun one. It's not something we've done before. Uh, and we should have done it. Oh, I'm excited. Our show, if I could launch that. Our show next week is Everything X-Men. We're going to talk anything X-Men from, and there's a lot, especially in the 90s. Uh, video games, action figures, cartoons, trading cards, a little bit of everything. Uh, and we're going to talk about it all. On next week's show, then we have a lot. We have actually through May planned out. I went over it with you the other day. So we have a lot of fun shows coming up. Um, I think the week after that, we're doing Keeping Warm, Squeezer. Yeah, we're really... Uh, Retro warming uh, up. So, how some we, of the topics are just hilarious. How we stayed warm uh, back in the day. Then uh, to end January, Retro House Things. Things we had in our house. Think Tupperware. Think Weird Decorations. Uh, on... February 1st, we're doing the Groundhog Show. We're just going to re-talk about things we've talked about. You've heard us talk about in the show over and over and over again. Uh, I, I claim uh, for the staying warm, I call dibs on disemboweling a tauntaun. <laughs> uh, they smell better on the outside. Um, also, 2-8 uh, winter grab bag. 215 is our instead of retro romance we're gonna go with retro cinnamon show so talk about things cinnamon flavored cinnamon scented cinnamon anything from uh back in the day then to end february everything looney tunes show march starts with tv in 1989 then video games in 1989 and then for st patrick's day we're doing the retro mint show squeezer 
School Day Memories. Uh, then we're going to go Everything WrestleMania to commemorate WrestleMania. Then Everything McDonald's 3, TV in 1990, video games in 1990. And then we start May with Playground Memories. So that takes us to May, the Rad Years podcast, to start the year. That gets us about halfway through the year, Squeezer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, until then, though. It's kind of scary. It is scary. It's I don't like scary. that. <laughs> we uh, will, of course, be back next week talking X-Men. Until then, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. See you, everybody. <laughs>